This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Aaron Renning here in the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. ER, how are you? I'm doing all right, Jimmy. How are you doing? Good, man. Good, good. Uh, some people say it's not as uh, glamorous of a college football schedule. They all pay the same, so yeah, we're looking. Yeah, they do. Looking uh, just fine uh, there. How about let's get a little matching? Now we haven't gotten into the midweek matching games just yet, but uh, one has caught your eye here in Toledo and Buffalo. Toledo has won their last three games, all within the conference. By 21, by 20, and by 21 against Central Michigan at Northern Illinois and against Kent. Buffalo is also uh, undefeated in the uh, in the in the conference. They're three and zero with a 19 point win at Eastern Michigan, four point win at home against Miami Ohio, and 38 seven win at bowl 38 seven win at Bowling Green. Toledo is seven and a half at Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. Um, I actually done pretty well with the uh, Mac over the years, so hopefully uh, continue that into the weekend. But generally play uh, a game or two a week in the Mac. Certainly like the Mac action that we'll get into maybe even uh, as early as next week. But you know this Buffalo program is you know I always try to get these uh, programs on the downswing. And, you know, look around college football and, and look who's having a, a ton of success this year. That's Kansas and the ex-Buffalo coach, Lance Leopold. Uh, he's done an amazing job with Kansas. He's built that program down. But what people don't see and paying attention to, you know, this Buffalo program is, is really on the downswing uh, over the last couple of years um, since he left. Number one, he took a lot of players with him. Uh, a lot of guys transferred out uh, of Buffalo. You saw this program um, you know, start to kind of struggle uh, a little bit uh, last year. I think they finished the year four and eight straight up. And, you know, they started the season really slow this year and have all of a sudden come on. And I think they do have some momentum. That's a little bit concerning moving into this game. But a quick uh, overview of their schedule. You know, the game against Maryland, uh, watch that game in entirety. I think they ended up getting beat by 21. The, the final score should have been much worse uh, than that. Uh, they went to Coastal Carolina a couple years ago, uh, or I'm sorry, a couple weeks after that, and uh, Coastal really beat them up and down the field. They should have won that game by 30 or 40. They fumbled uh, a couple of times inside their 20. Then all of a sudden their schedule 
uh, lightened up a bit. They they played at Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan was out there starting quarterback. Miami, Ohio, of course, they lost their starting quarterback as a start of the year. None of their last couple of weeks where they've played really well against Bowling Green and UMass. I think there's a pretty stern class difference uh, in this one. You know, you compare it to the SEC. This is like Alabama uh, against, you know, middling to a lesser SEC school. I don't think that's quite fully um, in the price here. Uh, Toledo, uh, tremendous coordinator, great program here. I, I love their defense. They got a great uh, coordinator a couple years ago from Mount Union. So uh, I think Buffalo falls back to earth, uh, lay the points here with Toledo. Seems like Taquan Finn, the starting quarterback for Toledo, has been there for a long time as well. well so. Some of these guys certainly have, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, uh, he is back for another year, and, and no doubt. I mean, Lance Leopold, I mean, he, he is missed. I mean, he's working miracles uh, in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. So Toledo, minus seven and a half. By the way, the midweek match will start. Just remember, easy to remember, November 1st. November 1st, uh, Tuesday, November 1st, and the Wednesday, November 2nd, there'll be a couple of games, uh, standalone games in Maction. 7 o'clock Eastern kicks for all four of those games. All right, let's go to uh, the West Coast. Colorado gets a win and a cover for the first time this year. Uh, and uh, now they will go to uh, Corvallis, Oregon. Oregon State, a big 23-point favorite, but the total ER is what you're looking at, 49 yeah, Jimmy. If you you know if you've been paying attention, should have been able to make some money here with these coaching changes, or I guess coaching firings, or let go uh, during the season so far. We've seen some turnarounds, some some different things take place. Uh, obviously, uh, Colorado gets rid of uh, Carl Dorrell, and you know it seemed like good riddance uh, to a certain degree. I mean, you know they they fired him at the right time, uh, as far as they had a bye week. Uh, so they had a couple weeks to uh, prepare, and you know they they played you know, certainly their best game of the season last week against Cal. They eventually beat them uh, in overtime, uh, twenty to thirteen. Mike Sanford takes over uh, this program. Uh, you know remains to be seen. I, I don't know if he'll be able to hang on uh, to this job, but you know he he's done a good job with this team so uh, so far. Uh, they made a change from a defensive perspective with the defensive coordinator. That kind of sparked them uh, last year, or I'm sorry, last week uh, from a defensive perspective. Now, stopping Cal, not that big of a deal. Remember, you know, this team couldn't get out of their way defensively uh, the first uh, five weeks. The worst team uh, in the country. I think they allowed 300 yards uh, a game on the ground. But, you know, look at that schedule, Jimmy. You know, TCU, yeah. that looks a lot uh, tougher now than it did the first week. Uh, they played Air Force. Obviously, you're going to give up a lot of ground yards to them. Same with UCLA, Minnesota. Uh, Arizona has that juggernaut offense. I mean, you, you really hard to face a tougher schedule uh, of opposing offenses uh, than Colorado found. But, again, uh, they made some changes uh, to what they were doing uh, from a defensive perspective, they simplified things. The kids said they loved it. Even the offensive players said, you know, that defense is just totally different, transformed uh, in the last couple of weeks. And they were able to put that uh, on the on the field. Now, from a quarterback uh, issue, they're still trying to figure it out. They had switched over to a true freshman. They made a change again in-game. So, you know, they're still trying to figure out things from an offensive perspective, but I think that defense is going to be better. And Oregon State comes in, uh, obviously – sounds like uh, the, the regular starter Nolan's going to be doubtful 
uh, for this game. So it's probably about a, a three-point drop-off here to the backup. We've seen them play a little bit more conservative uh, type of style. That defense uh, has been very good here for the Beavers. So, again, a little bit proactive here. I'm going to play this game uh, under the total, Jimmy. Uh, you got you, you say you're going under the total? Under the total. Okay. I say, did I, what did I send you? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, making sure. I think. So, under 49, Oregon State, Colorado. Uh, ER, you bring up a good point uh, as far as these uh, – these, uh, that was – uh, the first game since Darrell uh, has been fired. Yeah. Uh, so they're now 1-0 and against the spread. Georgia Tech is 2-0 and against the spread since Collins has been fired. Mickey Joseph has covered his last three after getting demolished yeah. against uh, Oklahoma, 3-1 and against the spread. Arizona State lost and failed to cover at home against Utah, but they have won, including, I like that, uh, money line, plus 425 against Washington. They had, had lucky to have that one. And Wisconsin now uh, with Leonard is 1-1. One one. So mm-hmm. you put them all together, 9-3. 9-3. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's it's hard to distinguish, you know, what is actually happening in these programs. I think, you know, the transfer portal doesn't help, you know, if, if a coach gets fired. You know, a lot of kids probably got one foot out the door. They're almost getting re-recruited uh, by a lot of schools as well. So it, it's hard to understand what's going on. But you have to give credit because these guys that have stepped in um, have, have really done a good job in, in getting these kids to play for them. Well, the thing is, you know, Nick Saban was, you know, he talking after the loss to Tennessee on Saturday, and he talks about, you know, sense of entitlement and things like that, and you know, guys that just show up and they're five stars. The whole the re-recruitment, the whole thing. If he's complaining, he's got the <laughs> most skins on the wall out of anybody. Man. Who's got? All he has to do is show the players who are committed for their three or four years while they're in Tuscaloosa and seeing how much more than their hundred grand a year they're making in the NFL. I mean, if he's complaining about it, yeah. I mean, what is it for, you know, these lesser programs who, you know, they kind of once uh, one foot out the door. So it's a different time uh, in college yeah. football. But uh, uh, I, I, I don't know, just a fresh voice is all I can uh, they they were tired. They Georgia Tech is playing more inspired football. I mean Arizona State without a doubt is playing yeah. more inspired football. So uh, some Wisconsin even in a loss of Michigan State they're allowing their passing game to breathe. They're just gonna they they don't have the and you're more familiar with the program than me. But I don't see the same personnel they've had uh, on defense that I've seen the last couple of years. They're not. No, they don't. You yeah. know, they lost that. You know, the Badgers lost everybody in the secondary. You know, yeah. Leonard as a defensive coordinator was going to have a hard enough job as it was. And, you know, like I talked about that team, they never really face a passing offense. So, you know, breaking in a new secondary was going to be very difficult, but you did have to like what they were doing uh, offensively. You know, they switched a lot of things up. They did a lot more play action. I mean, you could see that they were being coached and doing some different things, uh, so I, I took that uh, away as, as a positive. But, you know, that's why they did make a change because, uh, you know, the talent level has kind of dropped off there. Yeah, and even the Michigan State game where when the uh, Wisconsin defenders are making contact with the ball carrier for Michigan State, they usually go the other way. They're getting carried like a yard <laughs> yeah, and a half, man. two, two, three yards. And I'm Good just point. not used to seeing that uh, for nah. Wisconsin. So their level of physicality is not what it, it usually is uh, as well. So the interim coaches, again, as we talked about, 75% ATS, nine and three so far. All right, another uh, over. We hit this one uh, last week, and we talked about it. How uncharacteristic for Indiana to be known as a, a, pa- uh, a fast-tempo team. 
but they have uh, they're the second fastest team in college football. Texas Tech is first by a lot. Okay, but uh, uh, eighty five snaps a game for the Indiana team. Uh, now they're getting um, they're going to Rutgers. Now Rutgers has been low scoring as of late. Indiana high scoring. Rutgers three and a half, forty seven and a half in Bloomington. Yeah, very rare, Jimmy. You go back through the years where you'd see a team, you know, this point in the season uh, that is getting these those 85 snaps a game and have a total less than 50. But uh, that's what you have here. Uh, obviously a lot to, to do with uh, Rutgers, but we've talked about Indiana uh, on the podcast, how they are um, throwing the ball all over the field, uh, playing very fast. They really haven't changed or deviated uh, from that whatsoever. Now, last week they did get a key receiver back. In fact, their best playmaker, D.J. Matthews. So uh, that helps this offense uh, as well. And, you know, Rutgers is really interesting. Uh, and here we we kind of go back to the, you know, uh, looking for that change is they fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, kind of that same type of thing. Two weeks ago, uh, after that game against Nebraska, uh, they made a change looking for some type of uh, offense here. Now, uh, there's a there's a lot of reasons uh, I believe where you know they can get this thing at least pointed in the right direction uh, from an offensive perspective, uh, Jimmy. Number one, they have not been healthy at the quarterback position really all season long. Uh, not that they're they're set up to be great at, right. at the quarterback. I mean that's the problem. I mean you know they fired this offensive coordinator. They haven't have they haven't given them a good quarterback to work with yet. So it's not like uh, you got a guy coming in that's going to be able to throw for 400 yards here, but you know they've had you know their their first string and second string guy has not been healthy all year. So after a bye, uh, they should have all three guys available here. Now, if you go through the schedule and, and look who Rutgers has played, you know they played some very under teams or some teams that are limited on offense. They've been limited on offense as well. You know the first game against Boston College, you know they dominated the line of scrimmage in that game. But as we've seen, Boston College is one of the worst offensive lines. Uh, in college football, obviously they played Temple. Uh, Temple, uh, they, they had made the change to a true freshman quarterback, I believe, uh, to start that game. That defense actually hasn't been bad for Temple. Iowa, you know, they played the game against Iowa. We know Iowa is about as dead under all defense, no offense whatsoever. They went to uh, Columbus, Jimmy. They played four corners. They played as slow as you could yeah. possibly play. Uh, in that game, taking about 40 seconds, as much as a play clock as they could to shorten the game against the Buckeyes. Then after that, you know, they played a game against Nebraska, uh, who, you know, we you just talked about it. This team is, is greatly improved, especially from a defensive perspective, uh, since they fired their head coach, playing a little bit slower as well. So, uh, you know, you look at that, they make the change. So they've had their bye week, Jimmy. What's their whole goal for two weeks? Let's put some points on the board uh, as we get to go play uh, Indiana here uh, on Saturday. So uh, I got to take a shot. Let's go over the total. I, I mentioned Bloomington there at Piscataway uh, at uh, Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers, as you talked about, trying to just grasp at straws. They've had five different players attempt passes uh, this year uh, for the Scarlet Knights. So yeah. that tells you how they're but desperate. So, yeah, maybe uh, some attention to detail and just really working on that passing game. Uh, when they go into the uh, high tempo Indiana, so over records Indiana over forty seven and a half, over forty seven and a half Oregon State Colorado under 
49, and then Toledo minus a seven and a half with an early season action uh, over Buffalo. For Aaron Renning, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.